Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 29th of October. It's a Friday. We're getting close to Halloween, and we had the witching hour here in Australia today. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business markets and startups. I'm here with Scotty. Scotty, this is like your moment, isn't it? Because we've been saying for so many years, I think that you and Colgo were the first I heard to say all roads lead to the bond market, and that was certainly the case here in Australia today. Talk us through it. What happened and why? Why that's probably the most surprised I've ever seen Shane Oliver in my life when we were speaking with him just as the market was closed. I mean, it seemed to me that he's really taken aback by the RBA's decision to not come in and defend uh, well, what it's been doing with your yield curve control for, for so long now. Yeah, well, hello to Colgo, and uh, I can tell you that Colgo borrowed it for me to begin with. Probably. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a dramatic day. Now, to go and put it in context, uh, the capital losses on bondholders, particularly long bonds today in Australia, has been massive. Now, we're talking about an equity market context. Now, this will be leading not only the financial news, it would be the six o'clock news. That's the kind of decline that we're seeing today. Uh, the, at the absolute worst of the day, uh, we saw that the 10-year benchmark yields were up 25 basis points uh, from their uh, from the lows. Remember, they were about 50 basis points about this time last year. So we're seeing a dramatic sell-off. And a lot of it is based because there is absolutely no idea what our central bank is doing, whether it's the RBA. So uh, no buying again today of the April 24 bond. So really giving that, don't know, giving all the people who are speculating about there's going to be a change of tack when it comes to rates, uh, more ammunition. And we've seen that bond go and sell off again. Uh, and across the curve, we've just been, it's been dysfunctional moves. Uh, no, really violent, uh, bid, uh, bid offer spreads uh, in the futures market are so wide, there is no liquidity. Uh, it's a real wake-up call, I think, as well from our regulators' perspective that something is not right. It's not a whole bunch of volatility that's uh, suddenly come about, yet all of a sudden all the market makers have pulled their, uh, pulled their markets. So it's pretty concerning what's going on. It's the end of the month. It's anything that's making me not get really, really razzed up. But it, uh, it is something to be really, really cautious about, especially if we start seeing it in overseas markets too. Okay, so let me get this straight. And asking on behalf of everyone, and you might not have the answer, I don't think that we do yet, but why would the RBA not take action in terms of the April 2024 bond when they have been so consistent in their messaging about 2024 and there is a meeting coming up on Tuesday? Like for me, it just seems to go against what we've been hearing from central bankers, what the US Fed has tried to do, which is we will tell you what we are doing ahead of time to avoid any type of taper tantrum, which is exactly what this is being called out there in the market. It's a mini taper tantrum down under. So, I mean, maybe we just genuinely don't know, but what, what would you surmise? You want my honest answer? Yeah. Sheer arrogance. The RBA was telling us a couple of weeks ago that oh, the market pricing is wrong. No, 
I don't know, I, I can't reconcile why it's like that. Well, I can tell you, there's a lot of smart minds who are saying the RBA is wrong. Uh, and it, the, the silence today speaks volumes. The RBA, I think, knows that uh, its whole assessment about the inflationary outlook is wrong. Uh, and so we're getting a recalibration of expectations there. So I am now going to play devil's advocate and say, so you're saying that we're going to see wages rise in a meaningful and long-lasting way, enough to bring Australia out of the disinflationary uh, doldrums that we were experiencing pre-pandemic. I mean, that's what we were waiting for wages growth for years and years and years, never came through. You really think it's different now for the longer term? Because remember, the RBA has said that it's not going to be satisfied with inflation just within its target band. It wants to know that it's above that comfortably and will remain there, and we need wages to make that happen. Yeah, but maybe the Nauru estimates the RBA have got are wrong. Uh, maybe they've completely been uh, thrown out the window by what's gone on during the pandemic. Uh, we all know uh, how difficult it is to go and find staff at the moment. Uh, we know that uh, people are finding the opportunity to go and change jobs because you know, there's uh, lots of people who are chasing a limited pool of staff. If it doesn't happen now, it never will happen. Thank God those international borders are opening, wouldn't you say? I've got a few anecdotal stories just lately where things have been cancelled or have not been able to go ahead as needed. I reckon our market value is going up at the moment. Yeah. Okay, so look, uh, we could just go down the rabbit hole on that front, but I do, it's a Friday, and I know everybody's got uh, lots to do. GUD Holdings did really well today. Reese, JB Hi-Fi, Champion Iron updated the market. It did really well. Look, on my little watch list, which you know I have daily, uh, Frontier Digital Ventures uh, up 8% in the wake of its quarterly yesterday. ResMed uh, reported, of course it reports in the US, the quarterlies up by 4%. So there were some good news story amidst all of the, the carnage. And actually while we're there, Frontier Digital Ventures was the stock of the day today. Let's listen in to what Rudy Philippek van Dyke and Claude Walker had to say about that one. Main negative with this company remains that on paper it looks all very exciting and it's it's all international operations but each of those operations is actually quite small in their own right and that means that uh, while in good times yes you can report 200 and, and more percent increases but that can also go really quickly the other way simply because those operations are quite small and I would um, so for that reason in itself I would I would still treat this company with with some caution I think the first thing we've got to remember is that even though I guess Frontier Developments is a reasonably young business, some of the uh, companies that it actually owns shares in are actually quite, or, you know, it owns part of, are actually quite old. Like, for example, it owns 37% of a company called Packwheels, which according to, uh, you know, Packwheels' own website was founded in 2003. So to me, you would have expected these kind of businesses to be are pretty mature already. Some of them, like I checked out a, 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 in preparation for this, I checked out a bunch of the, the sites. And, you know, there's there's plenty of products they have or, or companies they're invested in. It's all on, online classifieds, right? But they're online classifieds websites in, um, you know, overseas. And many of them exi- have existed for 10 years already. And as a cumulative exercise, their businesses are only just sort of approaching break even. And I guess that was the the news today that was positive is that the company continues to, um, you know, build towards being a bit uh, profitable. So that is not going in the portfolio, Scuddy. Today, Marley Spoon, boy, that's a bloodbath. 
down 33% around about there. I, I had a feeling about that one. I just couldn't see people continuing to buy, you know, that sort of meal delivery that you still have to do the work on the other end at mm. home, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I've, I've got a lot of things wrong in my, uh, my opinion pieces that I've gone to write, but uh, I certainly know that uh, when it comes to those uh, stocks that really benefited throughout the pandemic period, yeah. with the odd exception, I've been proven right, which makes <laughs> you think I, I still do have a couple of brain cells. If I around. do say so myself, uh, Elliot out there is rolling his eyes. I can As I predicted. <laughs> All I can say is your view in the newsletter today is about getting people back in the CBD. Well, all I can tell you, Scotty, on this Friday afternoon, again, I rarely leave the office, but twice this week, I've been out and about around the noon hour here at Barangaroo in Sydney, and okay, so there might not be a lot of people in the city working, but holy cow, there are lots of people out having lunch. It's pretty incredible to see how activity is picked up around here. I really hope that continues. Yeah, I think it's great to go and see it. But I wonder, I've seen the same thing. So I know that uh, I know a lot of the eateries around here are looking really good, but you go a little bit further into town uh, where it's maybe not the, uh, the as desirable location with the waterfront views yeah, and yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And it, uh, it is still really quiet. But uh, Yeah, well, to your point, I mean, I walked up Kent Street the other day last week and it's all those, it's all those sort of smaller cafes and coffee shops that really only exist for the workers. I mean, they, they had like the nail under the door kind of scenario. Like they're not coming back. Yeah. You need to have, they need to have scale to go and be successful yeah. and to be able to go and, and operate their business. So it's, it's a pretty simple play, I know. And I think that uh, a lot of the big corporates around town, here in Sydney and other parts of the uh, of Australia as well, in the capital cities, I can say you know, wholeheartedly that I've seen evidence of this in Adelaide. There's nowhere near enough people back in the city mm -hmm. there for some reason. Um, go and come up with a plan. Get it organized quickly and get back into town. Stop dragging the train. Yeah. All right. Listen, a, it's a Friday. So all I can say, we don't need to go on, but it's going to be a big week next week. It, I mean, we've got the RB on Tuesday, Melbourne Cup Day, which just becomes more interesting. I mean, there's a history that something happens with the RB on Melbourne Cup Day. Melbourne. I know, I know how to say that properly. And, uh, and yeah, this time it looks as if we'll see a change in language, a change around the next expected interest rate rise. I mean, something's got to be said. Yeah, look, we, we love stock picks and uh, I know we love to go and talk about the individual companies and the performance, but next week's really going to be about the uh, the macro. The macro environment's going to be, uh, I know, the topic du jour and I can tell you that it's uh, it seems to be changing pretty rapidly. Uh, so we'll see how the markets could adjust because for a, a long period of time, I'm not just talking about, you know, the last six months, last 12 months, even the pandemic period, we've been so used to disinflationary forces and lower interest rates. And that seems to be changing. Yeah. It was always going to change sometime. It's just how quickly and how markets adjust. And we talk about the macro people because it matters to your individual portfolios, your asset allocation. So stay with us Monday. We'll get you across it as it happens. In the meantime, though, happy Halloween. Have a good weekend. Yeah. Going out. Uh, don't have too much candy. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you on Monday.